Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia and together with me uh, joining um, this week, joining in from Pune, I am assuming, is columnist, author, uh, uh, I would say uh, budding sephologist like me and, um, you know, thinker, Ashish Chandorkar and Mind, and Mind Podcast veteran now, I can say. Welcome to Mind Podcast, Ashish. Thank you, Adit, for calling me once more. Uh, and I, I, the reason I the reason I said budding sophologist is because if we start calling ourselves proper sophologists, no one will take us seriously. <laughs> well, I mean the kind of folks who pretend to be sophologists, huh. or at least who did until now. Uh, huh. I mean there are people who have never predicted a single election right, but they are still called on TV for commentary right. That's so true. I think uh, there, there's enough space there. Huh. All you need to do is a 10-15 percent accuracy rate. No, I think it. not that. Like uh, we also have to make sure that we, even if we don't get an election right, we always have to claim victory. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, okay, okay. Oh, I got the vote percentage right. Yeah. Oh, I got the trend right. Yeah. I got the depreciation quantity right. <laughs> you can argue from any. My uh, my my favorite joke is my my one of my colleagues always says that weather weather reporting is the best job in the world because you only have to be right once, and everybody only remembers the one you got right. No one remembers the ones you got wrong. Yeah, looks like uh, that's exactly how psychology is playing out, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, surprisingly, uh, quite a lot of consensus though on Maharashtra and Haryana this time. Hmm. You just you just laid you just segued right into what I was about to talk about. So for all our listeners, I know we haven't talked about Indian politics in a little while, but we are back with a full Indian political podcast. Election ke baad, even everyone was taking a break, so we were talking about policies, issues foreign affairs, other things, but this is going to be a hardcore political podcast. So if you do not like politics, turn off, but if you are on Mindmakers, then you probably love politics. That's why you are on Mindmakers anyways. So we'll talk about Maharashtra politics, Haryana politics. We'll talk about what the elections are in store. We'll talk about the whole RA forest controversy that's happening in Mumbai. Um, then just other issues that have dominated the week and we'll uh, maybe end with uh, uh, with our ode to Bangkok since India seems to be sending Rahul Gandhi there again. So, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding, of course, but um, let's, let's get straight into it, Ashish. So, uh, first, before we get into the nitty gritties discussions and stuff, I'll put things for everyone out there, like a basic thing in Maharashtra. So in the last elections, BJP got about 122 seats and the Shiv Sena 63. They fought separately. And uh, the, the difference was, of course, that BJP, uh, um, BJP and Sena for that matter, uh, uh, campaigned, uh, uh, campaigned on, you know, their things, but that eventually came together, ran a relatively stable government for five years. Of course, they traded the little bit of punches in public, but that has not really affected the government functioning as much. This time, it's a different thing. Finally, Sena has accepted that they will have to contest less seats than the BJP. So they are contesting about 120 and BJP is getting 150 odd. And so BJP has become sort of the big brother in the alliance. And it is widely predicted that they'll sweep the poll. Having said that, what does the current scenario of Maharashtra says, Ashish, and compared to 2014, what are the differences you see now? Sure, Arad. So, uh, as you said, uh, the general consensus which is emerging in media and via the sephologists seems to be that the NDA is on a fairly strong footing. Uh, there are probably a few caveats there. So, uh, like, it, it, maybe there are hyper-local factors which have not been gauged. So, mm. in places like 
the 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 uh, floods in say Kolhapur and Sangli. Even today, actually, the Sangli and Nashik have got flooded again. Hmm. So people have gone through some hardships. Hmm. There, secondly, also there's a little bit of uh, probably a little bit of fatigue on politics itself, right? The Lok Sabha election was a very high-pitched campaign, and then the whole 370 thing lasted for like a month. Hmm. So, and this is also the festive season. Uh, the elections are right between the Shara and the Wali. Hmm. Hmm. So, will there be fatigue? That's another X factor. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, there could be stuff like rebellions, like local rebellions. So, for example, tomorrow is the last date for pulling out nominations, but uh, in several seats across the state, uh, hmm. because last time both BJP and Sena contested all the seats, so there hmm. were a lot of their people got tickets. Now this time, because they are only contesting a few seats each. Hmm. Uh, there are rebels, right? And uh, there are seats. There, there are fairly big seats and important seats where there are uh, rebel candidates. So, mm. will they sit out as of tomorrow? We don't know yet. Mm. So, there are some local factors which might uh, uh, be, be a dampener. But overall, it seems that uh, NDA has it in control right now. Uh, I guess a lot will depend on the voter turnout. If, if the BJP is able to get its core voters out. Mm. Um, I mean, the turnout remains. Even a yeah, the turnout turnout may not match the Lok Sabha one, uh, but even if it remains in the general range, or even if let's say plus minus two three percent, hmm. uh, that should uh, probably seal the deal. But it, there's still some work to be done. Okay, so let me let me you know when we we talk about core votes, so let's talk a little bit about Mumbai first because Mumbai is your the BJP Sena ghar almost now. BJP has expanded, but originally that. And I saw very fa- fa- fascinating thing what BJP has done in in Mumbai. A uh, very interesting thing. Uh, they have dropped a lot of senior faces, including a lot of even some ministers and stuff. And especially because the the Gujarati vote in Mumbai, which is about at least twenty twenty five percent, a significant chunk of that goes to BJP. You have seen a complete change of faces. You know, your Prakash Mehta, Hemendra Mehta, Raj Purohit, all of them have been denied tickets this time. and it's all newer faces so are we seeing a sort of a generational shift in bjp also when it comes to all these these old areas and stuff yes definitely i think the what has probably been not uh, not been said as much as that uh, cm fadnavis has really uh, stamped his authority this yeah. time on mm-hmm. the way bjp is uh, going into the polls right so yeah. i mean he he is not as vocal as some of the other leaders are yeah. so he probably does things silently but but the fact is that If you look at the names who have been dropped, so be it Vinod Tawre or be it I mean Eknath, I mean Khurse earlier, mm. uh, then uh, Bhavan Kole in the Vidarbha region, mm. uh, so all these folks were uh, generally even someone seen like Sardar Tara Singh has been dropped. Sardar Tara Singh and his son, of course, got embroiled in the PMC bank uh, scandal. Right. So uh, the uh, so the so the folks who have been dropped were the names which. I mean, these are the folks who typically created a lot of noise in the first term inside the party. Same thing, right? I think Prakash Mehta also, also with the, all the issues that happened in Gokul. Prakash Mehta also with the uh, with with the, with the various allegations against him and the yeah. MSRDC uh, projects and so on. So, so uh, I think the the maybe Fadnavis did not have the power mid mid government or mid term because for him this was like a minority government, right? So he probably did not find it. Act to destabilize his own government while it was on, but now that the term is complete and now that he has become a very uh, visible public leader, uh, he has definitely cracked the whip and essentially got the folks out who were either yeah. uh, troublemakers for him or who were seen in a negative light 
as part of their own tenure yeah. in the last five years. So, so yeah, it has so, certainly a stamp. Yeah, and that, that, and it's not like all veterans have been though. You have someone like a Ram Kadam still getting a ticket, and you know people like that. And um, but but a lot of newer faces have been uh, shown, especially in the Mumbai region. I was looking at the list that they put out, and you know Mihir Kote, Chaparacha, all the, a lot of new new faces have come in this time, and a uh, lot of young faces. So you can certainly say that the average age of your average BJP MLA candidate has gone down significantly. Um, let me ask you this: Then, then is there a certain thing that Congress uh, like? Is the BJP Sena alliance firm, or does BJP think that a few there could be some issues with the Sena? And I'm coming to the RA Forest thing because that's where you see the BJP and Sena taking two completely different positions. So, um, see, BJP and Sena clearly have had differences, and the fact is that. Uh, the way politics is structured in India, hmm. you cannot operate without an opposition. I mean, you cannot have a situation where one party just dominates the entire narrative, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I think it's good anyway to have some kind of a counter in case things go wrong, hmm. isn't it? And now the challenge is that this whole game of BJP supporting Sena and BMC, hmm. uh, which essentially is the single most important thing for Sena's survival. I mean, the control of BMC is essentially what they, what their prime objective is in in their own political. Uh, uh, okay. scheme of things yeah. and uh, they cannot survive in BMC without the BJP and yeah. then BJP government cannot survive in the state without the Sena right so yeah. it's a symbiotic relationship in that sense but then what also happens is that uh, some of the, uh, uh, the 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 fights which happen or the debates which happen then they are seen as uh, just just fake uh, activism on both the sides or yeah. uh, fake uh, 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 like what is what is called a Nura Kushti, right? Like people mm-hmm. are essentially uh, just saying something for the sake of saying it, but but the whole thing seems uh, staged. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, uh, so while while the alliance itself seems to have got stronger in the sense that uh, unlike 2014, there were hardly any public statements this time around mm-hmm. differences or uh, you know pretty much straight away uh, when when Amit Shah, the uh, BJP president, uh, he came to Mumbai, he straight away. Uh, made it clear that it, this was going to be an alliance, uh, election fought in an alliance. Parnavis, for honest part, has never once talked about going alone. I mean, he might have said that in jest to his, to the party workers in the mm-hmm. internal meetings, etc. But but not not on public platforms. Um, no, and I think I think what was were, significant also even after the 2019 victory where BJP had a simple majority, Fadnavis went and met Uddhav Thakre in his house. So that itself sent out a message saying that it's not like you know things have changed post BJP getting the spectacular mandate. Yes, absolutely. I think the BJP leaders uh, going to Matoshri, which has always been the symbolic one uh, one ship uh, gesture uh, as Sena views it, right? So that that's that stayed constant despite the fact that BJP is now far ahead in, in state at least. When Mumbai they might still have equal powers between the island city and the suburbs, but mm-hmm. clearly Mumbai is uh, clearly outside of Mumbai BJP is raised far ahead. But yeah. uh, BJP seems to be at least uh, playing its part in terms of uh, uh, showing that respect that they'll go to Matoshi and talk to the, the Sena uh, mm-hmm. leaders. So, uh, on the face of it, it looks very strong, but clearly uh, the ambition which people have and which individuals have, right? Like several individuals do not want to uh, uh, go out of politics because their seat was given to BJP or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, I think at some point, uh, you sh- I mean, there, there will be some trouble, definitely. Uh, yeah. uh, if they form the government, you should expect some uh, some internal 
trouble cropping yeah, up I in mean, next two three years. But yeah. I, I haven't seen Sena's list, but someone like like last time I think um, uh, I forget her last name, but uh, Vidya defeated Subhash Desai. Right, I, I forget her. Uh, I forget her last name, but it, it happened in uh, Mumbai, basically on a Sena stronghold seat. So yeah, yeah. So things like that, like and there are going to be a few seats like there where BJP has given up. The, similar to what they did in Bihar in 2019, where they gave some seats to JDU. You know where they had sitting Correct. MPs, and you take in sort of the pushback you get, and you know you ultimately get like what 39 out of 40. So that is the ultimate goal that they have because I, the way things are, I think they should be crossing 200 quite easily because last time when they fought separately, they crossed about 180. So 200. Yeah. So most. So most opinion polls which happened and assumed that there will be no alliance, uh, I mean this was like maybe 2-3 weeks ago, I think most polls were talking in the range of 140 for BJP and 40 to 50 seats for Sena, uh, assuming they contested alone. So even contesting against each other, they were sub- they, most polls were projecting like 180 to 200 seats. So if they contest together, I mean it only it's, it's logical that they uh, cross 200 hmm. but yeah uh, what happens after that is the question and uh, so how much trouble let me, let me play the, his face will be the question yeah since we are halfway into part one let me play the devil's advocate and talk about the congress ncp situation there with the bjp sena coming together the, the traditional strongholds are of course ncp had the sugar belt which fundamentals actually had made inroads inroads into you know near baramati madhe and other regions where uh, i mean Manha, they actually lost last time um, uh, to BJP and then you're uh, in the Marathwada region especially near Latur and all that Latur, Nanded and all Congress those were Congress strongholds do they still remain you think or is it going to are we going to see an erosion there too so let's take this into two parts right so let's take NCP first now what has happened in NCP some of their biggest leaders have defected yeah. uh, to, the, to the BJP or to the Sena this also happened during Lok Sabha, so it's been a two-stage process. Uh, one batch came out uh, in, in April, May, and the second batch has come out now. Uh, so now what uh, the, the challenge with NCP is that they, they were always operating in a satrap type model, right? So one guy or one person will have a good control over her or his constituency. Right. And they, it's like a loose federation of uh, various people fighting under one symbol, right? So. Yes. Um, the, the, the challenge with NCP is that there's no overarching party narrative there, and uh, if, if if the if the strong person comes out of the party, then the party is doomed in that particular seat, mm-hmm. which is what happened uh, earlier in Lok Sabha and in Madha, for example. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I mean, uh, they they seem to be in a, in a bit of a trouble because uh, they have uh, most of their strong people have have migrated uh, mm-hmm. in, in in large cities, etc., mm-hmm. and uh, they hardly have retained anyone. Uh, outside of the family, you know, and maybe a few other leaders, but but they, they aren't that many names that NCP today has. So the, the challenge for them is that their campaign will be completely disjointed. Like there will be not a single person who will go to campaign in another seat because they will be all fighting for their own seats. Mm. And in, including uh, Pawar Senior and uh, Ajit Pawar, uh, it, it's highly, I mean, they, they, they'll all get caught up into their own strongholds or on, I mean, in, in their own seats basically to, to ensure that they win. So they may not have a statewide campaign. For for Congress, the challenge is that there are a lot of infighting. I mean, they still obviously have leaders. Uh, they still have two ex, uh, uh, I mean, three ex CMs in Sushil Shinde, Ashok Chavan and Pratila Chavan uh, out there. 
but but the challenge is that they don't see eye to eye there is no consensus on what the structure of leadership is mm. i mean they have they've have been having organizational changes until now like like till till last week for example last couple of weeks for example right so amal indira resigned as the mumbai uh, congress president sanjay nirupam is on record saying he doesn't want to campaign at all mm. for the party uh, sanjay sanjay nirupam also said on on video that uh except for three four seats congresses will will actually lose its deposits in all seats in mumbai so this is like the the guy who supposed to run the campaign in mumbai saying that they were to lose deposits in all seats except three or four which is actually probably so, true <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's probably true, but the, from from party's perspective, uh, yeah. if that's the start of your campaign, like what yeah. what do you expect? Yeah. Uh, now Rahul Gandhi is of course uh, allegedly gone to Bangkok or wherever else. Yeah. So like uh, this, no clarity on what campaign is Congress going to run. So, they do have leaders, but I mean, again, they they might all uh, do the same thing as NCP, which is that they might just want to win their own seats you know, and then you know, uh, you know, stay quiet. In a bizarre way, this reminds me of the post two thousand nine Maharashtra elections. You were there. Like at that time, the Sena was completely lost because of the whole Raj Thakre issue. Because Raj Thakre was at his probably that was the height of his political capital when he won thirteen MLAs in two thousand nine. And uh, at that time, BJP, uh, you know, rather than like maybe BJP knew that they were they have to focus on their small pockets, and in the end, they ended up contesting fifty seats less than Sena, but ended up winning one more seat than them. Sena performed so disastrously. So and and that was sort of how Maharashtra politics changed, where BJP became the leader of opposition, and then Narendra Modi came along, and you saw a tectonic shift in the BJP Sena dynamic as well. Yes, absolutely. I think the BJP uh, has gained in confidence. I would say the process started uh, around a time when Gadkari became the state, uh, the national president. Which was two thousand nine. Because then. Uh, yeah, nine correct. So and then uh, yeah. uh, Sudhir Mongandiwar took over the state president in 2010. So that's when all the uh, I mean, as as a Maharashtra person became the national chief. Clearly, his one of his agenda, I mean, one of the several agendas was to make the party stronger in his own state, right? I mean, that that's how you derive your political capital. And uh, I, I think the ascendancy for BJP started in 2010. However, I would say the lowest point was actually the 2012 municipal election, where BJP just got routed everywhere, uh, won very few seats. Uh, But since then, through Mongandiwar's term as president, and then of course Fadnavis mm-hmm. as president since April 2013, uh, things have always been on an upside. No, But so, so the uh, reason, looks like uh, just, just adding one point, and then you can complete your point. The reason I brought this up is I'm saying Congress NCP might be working towards that dynamic, saying they know that the election is lost. But now that there is a game of one-upmanship of who emerges stronger amongst both of them. In fact, I would I would hypothesize that the bigger possibility is that NCP actually splits into two, mm-hmm. or 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 essentially just completely uh, becomes redundant even if it doesn't split, because uh, the, uh, the 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 motivation levels are really low uh, for for the NCP cadre, uh, and and they're going to fight. Uh, I mean, essentially they'll just target winning. Both NCP and Congress will just target, let's say, twenty-five, thirty seats mm. on which they want to really put fight, and then then essentially take it from there. Mm. Interesting, fascinating. But to to wrap up the poly- hardcore political part of it, what are the key takeaways? And let's talk a little bit about Vidarbh as well, because we've not talked about Vidarbh. What do you think? Is that a BJP sweep? Um, yeah, looks like uh, BJP should recover from the little bit of trouble they had during Lok Sabha. Mm. Uh, one positive thing is that the monsoon has been quite good in mm. both Vidarbha and Maharashtra. Mm. Maharashtra 
it's still closed uh, under uh, the I mean it's, it's still in, in the green territory as the IMD says because it's like minus 14 percent. Hmm. But uh, so my plus my plus 19 to my minus 19 is still considered normal. So so they had a normal monsoon. But the good news is that the dams are full, the rivers are flowing. Uh, and it's the same for 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 Vidarbha as well, right? So Vidarbha actually closed above the average uh, on on the monsoon side. So some of the sentiment uh, seems quite positive in in those places, at least uh, in terms of the agri uh, uh, businesses. And, and um, generally, there is a domino slash honeymoon effect from twenty fourteen as twenty nineteen Lok Sabha as well. Yeah, and I think the the good thing is Fadnavis has not not moved out of Nagpur. There was some speculation that he will choose a Mumbai seat or even a Pune seat. Yeah. Uh, but um, the good the good news is that he stayed in Nagpur, which means that the uh, what what typically happens is this is like Modi contesting Varanasi in 2014, right? So when a when a big leader is contesting in that area, uh, a lot of other uh, it it also pulls to pulls with itself uh, a few yeah. other seats in the in the neighborhood because the Absolutely. campaign momentum is very strong. And it sends out a message. Like I'll give you a simple example in Gujarat 2017 as well. BJP was struggling in Saurashtra, yet uh, Vijay Rupani chose Rajkot too, which was a seat, and that sent out a message saying right. that even though we are struggling, yeah. I am. Going Going to choose Rajkot. Correct, correct. So absolutely. So th- that does it uh, does, but I I don't think I think BJP is in a stronger position. But overall, I think the thrust seems to be that BJP Sena will get more than two hundred. How much we have to see, and we'll definitely get back Ashish on the post-election analysis. But in part two of the podcast, we'll talk about a little bit about the RA Forest thing and the Haryana elections and how do they uh, play around. So stay tuned, guys. So in part two, we will let's talk about Haryana. Okay, now Haryana is a, another very interesting contest. You have BJP as the dominant party now, uh, which uh, could you know? Um, I have to give you a very interesting uh, uh, analogy about Haryana. I was watching the 2019 elections and KC Tyagi results, and KC Tyagi was being interviewed from JDU. And uh, they were asking, "Ki you know, kya hua hai?" And then there is this. I think on Z News or something, there is this clip where he just exclaims, "Like Haryana me, dasme se das, dasme se das," and he just stops and and he tells, "He's like stop everything. He's like I have campaigned with um, Devi Lal, and there is no way in hell BJP could get more than one or two seats in Haryana pehle, and for them to get ten seats, completely upsetting the whole caste um, game of Haryana is itself very interesting thing. So now you have BJP as the number one party there." The number two space is being fought, contested between INLD, that um, uh, Jananayak Janata Party, and the Congress, and that is ultimately the case in Haryana. So, how do you view this, Ashish? Yes, Haryana is a very interesting case, Adar, because um, uh, given the, uh, the the thrust on the uh, military staffing and folks who go to armed forces, right? It's it's a very nationalistic type of uh, voter base which is there. Hmm. Uh, earlier, clearly, no party was leveraging that or 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 talking about it, right? Like the the politics which Congress at least played in the last ten years, not before that, but in the last ten fifteen years, was a very caste driven politics, right? Hmm. Um, I mean, Huda uh, was the CM. He uh, looked at. Uh, he came from the Jat. Uh, he's a Jat. He was essentially pandering to his community. The the perception was that a loser, loser alliance of a few castes can deliver the state to Congress, and they they essentially kept it at that level. That their politics was very caste driven, and they kept uh, certain. Uh, uh, I mean, Jats of course, which are thirty percent of the population, but also a few other communities happy uh, in their own pockets, and that that's how they kept winning. But the uh, what what works for BJP in Haryana is that the nationalism narrative is overarching. Yeah. Uh, um, it is it is beyond caste. The fact is that every village has got a proud history of 
sending people to the armed forces mm-hmm. uh, people uh, lose their loved ones uh, yes. on, on the borders mm-hmm. so the whole narrative of, of uh, nationalism the the issues the, the whole kashmir issue i think some of that uh, becomes much more important in haryana and you can see that that even huda went on record in the presser saying he supported this move right and i think no one in haryana really has uh, raised an objection and contrary to the stance which rahul gandhi took on day 1 of of uh, scrapping 370 haryana congress leader almost everyone came out and supported it fairly uh, vocally mm. so people who come from uh, the uh, in states which are uh, very heavily dominated uh, by by folks uh, who go to armed forces or the erstwhile warrior classes right so for example sindhya went and uh, also uh, said good things about the, the whole kashmir narrative so so people understand uh, i mean congress leadership may not understand this but i think the the next rung leadership does understand that uh there's no point in taking on the government on a on a national issue something which has been pending for so long and uh it, it, it's very emotional i mean it's not the large, it, it, it was the, one of the oldest planks of the bjp since the party was formed so haryana will be uh, the, the whole narrative has become very nationalism driven narrative rather than a bottom up caste driven politics which has been the case for the last 15 years hmm. so interesting also i think the, we forget that uh, prime minister modi i think the rally that vk singh joined in happened in haryana as well right 5 uh, 6 uh, years ago there where they did a whole ex servicemen rally yes absolutely uh, yeah, i, I think that uh, there was in revari uh, or something that's where it started correct correct right so it's interesting but you know haryana was also that issue okay, that the nationalism issue is overbearing but you also had the inld and jjp issue so inld was still last time also they held their own as the number 2 party in haryana but right now they have split into two in the chotala sanzar fighting essentially between amongst each other so do you think do you see the jat vote getting split between both of them or do you think the jat vote is going to go strategically that wherever they see a candidate uh, that is supposedly better to take on the opposite candidate that's how they'll vote how do you view that so actually uh, uh, you know while jat probably voted uh, for the community earlier uh, it, it doesn't look like that's any more the case if you look at the lok sabha results at least right so in fact and not just jat but also marathas in maharashtra mm. if you look at some of the post analysis done by csds for the lok sabha election mm. i think they they, proje- they projected like 55% of marathas voted for bjp mm. in maharashtra mm. Mm. while that was not supposed to be their voter base uh, to start off right i mean marathas constitute like 33% of the population in maharashtra mm. similarly jats also i think the low number was lower it was in the 30s if i remember correctly but still a fairly large number of jats voted for the bjp anyway Hmm. so uh, the so the, so the fact is that the old theories that people will only vote on caste uh, and there's no other i mean of course there's no doubt that caste remains important i mean that that, that that's that, that's a no brainer but yeah. there are enough uh, number of people and all it needs is a fight and percent swing right on the on the other side hmm. so uh, uh, i i mean i i'll be surprised if um uh, again like like in maharashtra same in haryana i'll be surprised if the bjp doesn't win, win this comfortably and i don't think uh, there will be there will be any great strategic counter consolidation to the way uh, bjp is organized itself right now interesting interesting uh, yeah no I, i i sort of i sort of agree with that assessment so i think it, it is redundant and then haryana also there is infighting amongst the congress itself so that that issue also remains so overall it we, the way we are looking at it, it's probably going to be 204 bjp almost a repeat of 
but the margins of course are being debated like how you know what will the margins happen and what will be the extent of the victory and um, specific contests of course if you are uh, uh, political nerds like ashish and i am sorry ashish i'm bracketing you one as me so as no no absolutely as, it's, it's, it's a good classification <laughs> yes we will be tracking uh, specific seats you know historical trends and stuff like that and uh, we'll definitely be have ashish back a month later to do do a deep dive into you know what happened why it happened and what we got wrong and what we got right but going into the issue that has dominated the news in the last 48 hours the ra forest issue now you have uh, sort of the bollywoodization of issue happening you have the sena carder with the bollywood on twitter merging to try and do this weird sort of campaign about save ra forest uh, the all, i mean the 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 way all that and there's so much misinformation so i want to ask ashish what is going on there so my uh, my sense of this would be that this is essentially a political protest bollywood is essentially not driving it it is shiv sena which is driving it hmm. uh shivsena needed a counter to fadnavis in the event the alliance did not happen so they also needed some emotional plank mm. to get some seats in the in the suburb area suburban areas mm. now the alliance happened but uh, since adit adit thakre had gone too far into the issue mm. they couldn't backtrack adit was going to stay i'll get into trouble then <laughs> yeah no no <laughs> so 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 they're doubling down on it right the, the, the father son duo are kind of uh, reinforcing that they they are uh, i mean udo thakre made a very interesting comment he said uh, we will later on see that these officers are taken to task so he's not i mean in a way he said okay theek hai three so cut gaye but you know we'll 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 see, we'll see it later so their Uh, large engines. Uh, I mean, the cars fitted with large engines, so clearly they they thought about environment as much as it is about uh, you know uh, just being seen as aligned to a, a nice progressive cause. Mm. Uh, it might well be the case that uh, the issue dies down uh, after the election results. Like, look at Rafael uh, issue during the Lok Sabha election. I mean, mm. there were there were some hearings in Supreme Court, etc. I think in March, mm. but haven't heard anything. I mean, what happened? case in, in the supreme court i have no idea mm. uh, we we should be getting our first rafael tomorrow tomorrow right in france mm. uh, no no sorry the day after tomorrow in france on the day of the shara so this might well go the same route where people uh, and you know here's an interesting thing other so two things are election, missing after the election uh, the rafael case and arun choudhury's interviews <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, and here's the interesting part about ra uh, oh. so so bmc so I, i mean the metro train is of course done by the mmrcl right the mumbai metro rail corporation yeah. Yeah. which is a entity which doesn't have a bmc control or or bmc stake in it yeah. that's a central uh, state uh, partnership yeah. uh, however bmc has proposed a road called goregaon mulund mulund uh, link road or gmlr yeah. uh, it's been under uh, you know uh, planning for many years and it looks like they are now close to floating tenders hmm. now the funny part is that gmlr actually goes under sanjay gandhi national park not just i mean ra is essentially a grassland or a or, or outgrowth at the, on on the fringe of sgnp hmm. but the the gmlr actually goes under sgnp there are two tunnels of 4 kilometers each hmm. there are uh, 
uh, elevated ramps for entry and exit, and there will be trees cut because you can't make ramps uh, without without that. Plus, of course, that boring machines will go in, mm. and the vibrations will also disturb the animal uh, uh, ecosystem, the, mm. the the whole uh, uh, flora and fauna. Mm. Now, the you know, but but this is a BMC project. It's mm. a four four thousand crore. Uh, outlay for that project. Hmm. So when when BMC is controls the budget, hmm. um, they don't seem to be in any hurry to sh- shelve that project. In fact, they went and proactively yeah. got the clearances done from the central uh, from the central government. Right, right. So uh, I mean, it will be highly ironic if let's say on uh, week after like after Diwali, if, if BMC floats the tender for GMLR, but uh, Aditya Thakre continues to protest against the RA car shed. Hmm. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, another two weeks. And it's been rebutted uh, that the whole 2700 trees and what what it signifies and why it's needed for metro has been conclusively rebutted by a lot of people, including very senior bureaucrats on Twitter, other platforms, and so forth. But it seems like they their pin is stuck there. They are not responding. to the rebuttals or the points they have said in counter saying that are this is what we are doing they are like nahi bas are 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 that's what they are saying bachana hai like you are taking it away so i, I don't understand this yes yeah, so it's it, it always pays to make uh, give a issue an emotional press isn't it like most people don't want to go into data yeah. most people don't want to go into history of the judicial uh, process yeah. which which has led to this point right like the case has been dismissed in every possible forum uh, in in yeah. mumbai high court by supreme court yeah. mumbai high court the, the revised petition file was also dismissed uh, which is when the trees were cut yeah. so uh, i mean the government has gone through all the hoops there's not a single process which has not been uh, followed yeah. by by the government and by the uh, by mumbai metro the, the fact is that uh, i mean people were even talking about that what is the benefit etc they have actually done a full benefit of the the carbon footprint reducing using uh, the, i think the other stats say is that just 84 journeys of a met fully completed metro uh, mm-hmm. fully 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 uh, 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 like like a fully uh, operating functional metro, metro. right uh, uh, 84 journeys will just take care of the entire uh, you know the the carbon footprint which would be uh, which, which will compensate the cutting of these 2000 Uh, 200 or, or, or trees. So the, the fact is that those that data is very widely available. The Mumbai High Court referred to it also in its judgment. But um, yeah, uh, people they don't understand the complexity. Also, the fact is that the entire. I mean, if you look at SDNP and RA, there are millions of trees there. We are talking about 2,500 or trees here, right? So even that perspective is missing. And uh, once once things become emotional, that. Uh, and the irony of this is that the entire Pavai area, where a lot of protesters actually live, I mean, Pavai itself was constructed by cutting <laughs> mountains. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, just today, someone on my Facebook was talking about uh, an opposition, and I, I just, I mean, I didn't tell him, but the guy lives in Vikroli, which is also, I mean, that that area yeah, was yeah. Uh, essentially cut from the mountains. So, yeah, you know, I you agree. can't. I, I always uh, tell people that who anyone who grew up in Mumbai in the 2000s. and you saw those big high rises in pavai with the go karting lanes and stuff i was like have you do you know wo kahan pe bana hai <laughs> you know <laughs> i mean exactly so uh, it is kind of ironic that folks who are living in marine drive which is also first coastal road reclaimed from the sea or on pavai which was completely constructed by by cutting mountains hmm. uh, they are the first ones to object to uh, another uh, uh, project Hmm. and uh, in, in fact those projects did not have any kind of cost benefit analysis or or compensatory efforts hmm. here it's been done very professionally all data is available the mumbai metro and the uh, whole official uh, in the, 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 the whole system seems very eager to 
So you know, but there is there is this. There, so there are two things about this, right? One is, of course, the famous share by Ghalib, right? कि हमको मालूम है जन्नत की हकीकत, लेकिन दिल के खुश रखने के लिए ख्याल अच्छा है. So they know everything. Like what what the hell is going on? And uh, but this is you know ये ख्याल अच्छा है. And the second is you know there was this very uh, there was a flop movie called Aaja Nachle, right? Where Mahzuri Dixit like uh, talks to this bumbling politician कि वो theater तोड़ रहा है तो तो you know the theater is going to break up, make it an election issue. And that bumbling politician agrees. That reminds me of Bollywood as an Aditya Thakre. You know there is this bumbling politician and Bollywood folks and they're like इस कोशिश बना देते हैं. And unfortunately, Madhuri Dixit also tweeted about.
बाय गौतम चिंतामणी ही इज ही रिटर्न दिस बुक ऑन राजनाथ सिंह पोलिटिकल जर्नी अगेन फैसिनेटिंग बुक आई एक्चुअली क्वाइट लाइक द बुक्स विच आर कंटेम्प्ररी हिस्ट्री टाइप बुक्स बिकॉज दीज थिंग्स आर नॉट कवर्ड एंड पीपल डोंट थिंक ऑफ इट इन अ वेरी स्ट्रक्चर्ड वे राइट सो मैं राजनाथ सिंह Uh, has has been in the politics for last thirty thirty five years, but it's maybe not as as well covered or as, as well represented, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, he he was always a number two in in various dispensations. Yeah. So uh, quite quite fascinating. Uh, gives a lot of insights on how things work in UP and so on. Yeah, and if you see his his tenure is fascinating. Like he was uh, of course uh, uh, minister in the Vajpayee government, then the UP chief minister, then and again the, uh, the Vajpayee uh, minister in the Vajpayee government, then BJP president. for two terms uh, the second term of course was the 2014 elections after which he was made vir- virtually the number two home minister in the cabinet and then uh, the defense minister this time so it's been a fascinating journey and you know he is one of the few sort of uh, 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 survivors of from the vajpayee uh, nda government who has organically grown in stature you know what i mean like it's not like like they they were ministers in the vajpayee government and they have you know only uh, gone up and, and nitin gadkari was not a cabinet minister so essentially if you look at it from the top and with the passing away of arun jetli and sushma swaraj he remains one of the last links to the vajpayee government uh, absolutely i think uh, the i think the, the fact that what people don't don't appreciate enough is that he was very uh, forthcoming in anointing narendra modi as the pm yes. candidate in 2013 right and Uh, in, in politics, you don't see that very often. Everyone has got their own personal ambitions, and, no, no, and people that forget that. People forget that after Advani's statement, he was the one who went there, placated him, went out of his house, and said, "We are not going to accept his resignation." Exactly. So I think he, his, his second term was quite uh, momentous in that sense, hmm. and very graceful. Uh, I mean, quite unlike the way politics happens in the country. So, uh, so the book is quite fascinating as well. I think Gautam has done a phenomenal job of detailing okay. and uh, bringing out some of the. जॉइनिंग अस It's been a fascinating and enriching discussion as always, and we look forward to having you back after the Maharashtra elections to do post post mortem sort of on the polls. Definitely, others look forward. Absolutely. Thank you. And all of you guys will be back next week with more, or maybe even middle of the week as this week progresses. Write into us if you feel if there is any topic you want us covered and we've missed on. We'll be back soon. Thank you, guys.